Hello, and welcome to the SQA Historical Committee podcast. My name is Moira Bandley. I'm a former board member, program committee chair, and, incur- and I'm currently an independent consultant. I'm here today with Stephanie Talby to learn about her experience with the roots of QA and SQA. Um, Stephanie has been in QA more than 30 years. Uh, She's been the president of two chapters, that would be North Carolina and Pacific. Um, And her motivation throughout her career has been to find answers to regulatory questions. So Stephanie, starting out in a regulated field, what motivated you to get involved with SQA? Well, I had uh, worked with um, uh, people who had been on the round table for SQA, and it also worked on the com- first Red Apple book, and I had no idea what they were, what um, was involved in any of that. So I, I just had so many questions that weren't getting answers um, in the normal course of work. So. Um, I went after trying to answer some of those questions myself and independently. Well, back then, things weren't um, uh, on the computer like they are now. There was uh, just just maybe the hint of the beginning of the Internet and asking um, and getting answers that way. So I had to go even to the, you know, the library to the Federal Register to find the regulations, Mm -hmm. copies of them to study. So um, that brought me to uh, looking into how people get uh, information about copies of regulations and things. And so uh, at that point, um, I was up for going, you know, I was allowed to go to the first meeting, uh, my first meeting, that was in, um, um, <laughs> um, where was it? Oh, uh, Can- Kansas, uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, John Ha and I went to that meeting and we uh, put together a poster that d- did a comparison between the the uh, the FDA and the uh, EPA GLPs. So what were some of those differences that you remember? Well, some of those differences were like the compliance statement required by um, uh, EPA, um, FDA's uh, emphasis on um, responsibilities and management that I'd experienced, um, um, the different scope of the regulation, what kind of studies were were to be um, uh, under the regulation, and those were real important with uh, because where I was working had multiple clients. You know, we had uh, a lot of pharmaceutical companies and we had an, uh, uh, agricultural companies, things like that. So I needed to know the differences and. John and I had to figure it out, you know, and go from experience. So we did that. That was my first meeting. And after that, I was sold on the whole thing. So I kind of got involved also in the, in the chapters, which I thought were so important um, to um, the local people because oftentimes when people went to meetings, it was the management of the, 
of the organization, the management of the QA unit, and not necessarily all of the um, auditors got to go. So I thought that was a real important aspect to have local groups where you could go and interact with other people. So, How has your interaction with regulators affected how you view them? Well, in that particular meeting, I remember um, Paul Lepore and David Dahl giving uh, presentations, and I thought, these guys are the head of the regulatory agencies. They were giving us important information, but they were people, and, and you know, we were laughing at their presentations, and they had funny aspects to them. And as you um, know, both of them, they're very vibrant people. Mm -hmm. um, many of you probably don't know them at all, but um, the same occurs with our current uh, regulators. It's important to listen to them, get to know how, what they think and what they um, expect from us, and t then talk to them on breaks. Because that's where you learn as much as anything what, the, what their motivation is and how they feel. Um, if you were speaking to a new SQA member, what would you advise them to do? Number one, it would be to get involved with the organization, volunteer um, for things, get to know other people, um, join a specialty chapter, if you can, a chapter, uh, a regional chapter first, because you can get to know people very well that way. You can um, interact frequently. Then attend as many meetings as you're allowed to. Um, if not, you, you now can pick up the presentations um, uh, online. That's an important element. All those things weren't available when I started, so we had to kind of, um, uh, work through some of the difficulties. We actually would pass out paper copies of all the regulations and paper copies of all our presentations. And that was, um, now it's all available online and it's so much easier. But if you work in isolation, if you aren't around other people in the field, you will be in isolation and your thoughts and, uh, and actions will be, uh, will be um, not what is consistent with the industry. So you have to be out there with other people talking about the, the job. Uh, volunteer um, to do things. That's really the way you get to know people. So um, volunteer and join sessions and, and offer to give talks on things that you're uh, knowledgeable about. And that's really how you get to, to uh, know the job the best. It takes a long time. I always estimated it, take, it takes at least five years mm -hmm. working in QA to really know it, to really know how to make decisions. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I would do. Okay, thank you, Stephanie. That was very interesting. <laughs> Thanks.